welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac is the best in the business. I'll tell you why later on, Brymac.com. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, the best car dealership in the state of Tennessee, where you can work with the non-commissioned sales staff and all of the great quality American-made Ford vehicles that Two Rivers has to offer. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. You know DraftKings Sportsbook can get you in on the action, whether you're betting the uh, Tennessee-Alabama game tonight in college basketball, 14 at 19 in Tuscaloosa tonight, the 9-2 Vols taking on the 9-3 Crimson Tide. If you bet that game, you know you're making money. We're using the promo code A to Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. The Gary Ashton tailgate, last one of the regular season, will be at Nissan on Sunday, just in front of the south end zone. Gary Ashton, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, who return to play tonight, and A to Z Sports Prime Time at GaryAshton.com. So, let's talk about what Logan Ryan had to say. Now, I, uh, Brian Van Buskirk says three things I don't care about Brady, Colts, Logan, Ryan. Well, you know, I do think that Titans fans like to hate watch things that happen with the Colts. And I do think that the Colts head coach being in the coach of the year conversation alongside Mike Vrabel and, and frankly, with better betting odds than Mike Vrabel to win the coach of the year. I think that's an interesting topic to you, Brian, but perhaps I'm mistaken. And then, you know, the man in the arena thing, I'm just dying to know if anybody's actually watching this stuff. But we're going to start with the Titans-related storyline first because Logan Ryan did take a shot at Titans fans today. Now, I read the comments first. I saw the video. I feel like people are more likely to get bent out of shape about this because they can see Logan Ryan saying this on video, and video always makes for more inflammatory um, content, for lack of a better term. Than otherwise, so I'm going to let you hear these comments for Logan from Logan Ryan. Basically, you know, he fires astray at Titans fans, and we'll talk about whether it's fair or foul at this point. In fact, that's how I want to start the show. Your Two Rivers Ford take Logan Ryan's statement about the Titans fan base. Do you consider it to be fair or foul? And if you haven't heard the comments, we will play those for you momentarily. Your Two Rivers Ford take. Let me know, fair or foul, in the comment section, and we'll talk about it together right after I tell you about the people who present the Two Rivers Ford take. That, of course, is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. I'm heading out there this weekend. I'm getting hooked up with one of the non-commissioned salespeople. I'm going to have a great time going through the car search because I'm exploring new options for myself. Trade-in value's never been better on my used Ford. I already drive a Ford. And so now I'm going to go see what Two Rivers Ford has to offer with all of their great quality American Ford vehicles with their non-commissioned sales staff, puts zero pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience and with a focus, first and foremost, on customer service. This is why Two Rivers Ford has been so successful doing business in Middle Tennessee for almost 40 years. Since 1983, they'll be successful into the next decades to come because Two Rivers Ford operates with honesty and integrity. And as long as you have that as your core business values, turns out you're going to go a long way. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, 
or online at tworiversford.com. Fair or foul? What Logan Ryan had to say about Titans fans. I'm going to play for you the clip, and then we'll talk about it together. Fans are upset. They're angry. They're disappointed in the season and really the last few years. I'm wondering how much you and the players in general realize it, hear it, or talk about it even at all. No, no, we realize it, and it's just not okay. Um, their reaction is okay. What The product isn't okay right now, and I take that to heart as a leader on this team. I haven't felt like, um, you know, the preparation and the work has always generated to the results on the field, and I understand that, and I, and I take, you know, my share of ownership on that. Um, I just try to symbolize the way to play and how I play and control what I can control. I can't control the positions I'm putting on the field. I can't control the score all the time, but I just try to play every snap hard, especially last game finishing, you know, that game off and, and stuff like that. But, no, I understand that. We have a great fan base, a ton of tradition. It's a privilege to play here. I played in a franchise in Tennessee where the fan base was non-existent. Like, you couldn't even get fans to the games. You had to, you know, had to put tickets half off to get fans to the games. So I, 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 I understand the tradition of this area, the history of the NFC East, what these rivalries mean with Philly and Dallas and uh, the Washington football team, it means a lot. I mean, it's what people talk about day in and day out. So I'm here to, to be part of that change. I'm here to demand better. I'm here to play better. And I'm here to hopefully going forward um, start bringing some of that championship and playoff uh, habits to the team because I believe you need to have that before you actually make that. So I'm trying to be a part of the solution the best I can. I take it very seriously. And I hear what the fans are saying. I understand the frustration. And and I'm equally as frustrated, so I'm going to try my best to finish this year off right and, and go into next season and look for change. So that's Logan Ryan meeting with the New York media, and that clip is courtesy of New York Giants video on Twitter. So fair foul is the question, what Logan Ryan had to say. You know, he goes, he's asked a question about Giants fans. Giants fans are pissed again because they're 4-11. And their season has take you know taken a turn for the worse again. Saquon Barkley doesn't look good. Daniel Jones and Joe Judge are coming back inexplicably next season um, for reasons I can't understand. Giants in a bad spot, and so he's asked about New York fans' frustration. You've just heard it, right? He goes into this thing. He, he appears to appreciate the vocal fans in New York talking about how much they don't like Giants football right now, and then. In doing so, he says, yeah, there was, I played for a fan base in Tennessee. He doesn't talk about New England, where he was, of course, to start his career. He goes on to talk about Tennessee and how the fan base was, quote, non-existent while he was here. Now, Logan Ryan's tenure as a Titan, and I'll look, I'll uh, pull up the exact years that he was here in Tennessee for you. Uh, He spent, let's see, he spent three years in Tennessee, got here in 2017, played three seasons, 17, 18, and 19. Titans were a winning franchise all three of the years that Logan Ryan was here. And, of course, he won two Super Bowls in New England. So this is a player with, you know, credentials. He's got the ability to talk about this, frankly, any way that he wants to talk about this. And the question for Titans fans, because I know that's going to hit you as foul, what he said about non-existent Titans fans. But I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm I'm not so sure. This season, and, and I'll explain why I think it's fair what Logan Ryan is saying. And you can you can be pissed at me 
about that if you want to. And maybe you'll listen to my explanation. Maybe you won't listen to my explanation. Maybe you're just going to hear the fact that I don't disagree with Logan Ryan and you're going to be all bent out of shape about that. We can talk about it together and we can have a respectful conversation about this. But what I'll say to you about Logan Ryan is this was a much different time when he got to Tennessee than the time that we're all currently existing in now. 2017 was a much different season than 2021 is. 2017 was the first of the 9-7 and seven run, the first of the six consecutive winning seasons. And prior to that, yeah, there was precious little interest in Titans football. When I got here in 2015, I couldn't find anybody, really. that I, there. That's not true. There were people who were passionate about the Titans, but those individuals were few and far between because at that time there had been a lot of losing. And one could hardly blame Titans fans for not being – or. Nashville sports fans for not being that interested in bad losing football teams without much sign of improvement until that 2017 season. So Kay Curry brings up, you know, Logan Ryan is saying that they had to make tickets half off to get Titans fans in the stands. And I don't, I don't remember that specifically. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's wrong. I don't recall that like there ever being a half off special. I don't think any NFL team has ever done that where you got the giants on fan appreciation night giving out a medium Pepsi, right? And that's only if you're a PSL holder. So, like, let's not get crazy about what an NFL franchise is doing to get people in the door. Kay Curry says, I just want to know where the half-price tickets are. Uh, I mean, listen, I've never paid for a Titans uh, ticket because I'm paid to be at the games, but it is, uh, it's a lot of money. I know, for, I know for a fact my parents went to their first Titans game, and I was just kind of, you know, not to be nosy, but I was curious how much – uh, I, for a family of uh, for a family of four, with my mom, my stepdad, my uh, sister, and her boyfriend, how much that kind of cost? And I was pretty surprised, to be honest with you, what it costs people to go to an NFL game. So I don't, you know, I don't begrudge people who don't want to spend that kind of money to go to a losing product. I don't blame people at all. But fair or foul is the question because Ryan Knight says personal foul. What? Logan Ryan has said, uh, Cheyenne says, Logan Ryan, middle finger. Um, F that piece of shit. Logan Ryan talking shit now because he's on a trash-ass team and we are the number two in the AFC, says Drew Hennessy Acosta. So Drew is pissed off for uh, pissed off about the Logan Ryan stray bullet that Titans fans caught. Uh, so a lot of people complaining about Logan Ryan. And here's, here's why I'm going to tell you. Here's why I'm going to tell you his comments are fair. And like I said, we can fight about this. We can have a legit conversation about this um, if you want, because lo listen, Logan Ryan's on a losing football team. Logan Ryan's not having a good time in New York. You've, you don't need to, Logan Ryan is not having a good time. You don't need to hold that against Logan Ryan more than you do. But I'm going to tell you why he's right about what he said about the time period that he played in here in just a second, right after I remind you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A to Z Sports is how you get in on the action in your DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code A to Z Sports has so many great offers for you when you log into your DraftKings Sportsbook app. For example, I was looking uh, for a couple of different wagers to get involved with tonight in college basketball, and there was a bunch of different options for me, uh, and not just in college basketball. I did a same-game parlay on the Tennessee-Alabama game. Same-game parlays allow you to maximize your bet value by allowing you to place multiple bets on the same game, combining multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. I did that on the Tennessee-Alabama game tonight. You can also get up 
to $150 in free bets for placing a same game, same game parlay across all sports this week. You can do that using the promo code A to Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Again, promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. So, I think Logan Ryan's comments are fair. And for those of, uh, for people who are just now joining us, we're going to play them back together and maybe you'll feel differently about them the second time that you hear them as opposed to the first, because I see, I don't see anybody saying, uh, well, Jeremy Hill says fair. It's the truth. Talking about Titans fans. Shadow Monkey says Logan Ryan just sucks on YouTube. Chris Mansfield says Titans have the best fans. Listen, I love you guys. You guys are the whole reason that I have a job, right? I'm not, I'm not here to diminish you. Uh, unnecessarily. And I'm not saying that I agree with Logan Ryan because I don't like Titans fans. That's not where I'm coming from this at all. But again, listen to Logan Ryan, and then I'm going to play you a clip from another player who Titans fans loved, who Titans fans still want back in some form or fashion, because this is not the first time a former Titan player has talked about the fan base in this kind of tone. But first, let's hear those comments again from Logan Ryan. Fans are upset. They're angry. They're disappointed in the season and really the last few years. I'm wondering how much you and the players in general realize it, hear it, or talk about it even at all. No, no, we realize it. And it's just not okay. Um, their reaction is okay. What The product isn't okay right now. And I take that to heart as a leader on this team. I haven't felt like... Um, you know, the preparation and the work has always generated to the results on the field. And I understand that. And I, and I take, you know, my share of ownership on that. Um, I just try to symbolize the way to play and how I play and control what I can control. I can't control the positions I'm putting on the field. I can't control the score all the time. But I just try to play every snap hard, especially last game, finishing, you know, that game off and, and stuff like that. But, no, I understand that. We have a great fan base, a ton of tradition. It's a privilege to play here. I played – in a franchise in Tennessee where the fan base was non-existent. Like, you couldn't even get fans to the games. You had to, you know, had to put tickets half off to get fans to the games. So I, 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 I understand the tradition of this area, the history of the NFC East, what these rivalries mean with Philly and Dallas and uh, the Washington football team. It means a lot. I mean, it's what people talk about day in and day out. So I'm here to, to be part of that change. I'm here to demand better. I'm here to play better. And I'm here to hopefully going forward um, – start bringing some of that championship and playoff uh, habits to the team because I believe you need to have that before you actually make that. So I'm trying to be a part of the solution the best I can. I take it very seriously, and I hear what the fans are saying. I understand the frustration, and, and I'm equally as frustrated. So I'm going to try my best to finish this year off right and, and go into next season and look for change. All right, here's the only reason why I think here, – here's – okay. Here's the way that you should look at the Logan Ryan thing. He's wrong for saying what he said, right? He's wrong for saying what he said. There was no reason to fire a shot at Titans fans. All Titans fans did is, well, all the Titans did is give him a big contract as he, uh, as the New England Patriots weren't going to re-sign him. They gave Logan Ryan market value as a top corner in the league, and they had great success with Logan Ryan on the team. There's no reason for Logan Ryan to take a shot at Titans fans in the middle of answering a question about Giants fans. Uh, you know, may, he's he's having a natural reaction. I know for a fact that he feels that way, but he's not the only player 
to feel that way, right? Drell Casey has said similar things um, at, in the offseason after he got traded away to the Denver Broncos. Drell Casey, who people love here. And then there's Delaney Walker, who had similar comments. I'm pretty sure it was this summer talking about why Delaney doesn't think that his career is going to go down as, as good as it could have had he played for a different fan base. And we'll play those Delaney Walker comments for you in case you've forgotten uh, here in just a second. What I'll say is that he's not wrong about the time that he played here. This is, and and listen, Nissan Stadium and before that, LP Field and before that, Adelphia Coliseum has been an incredible place to play. This season, Nissan Stadium has had sellout crowds. They have had primetime games. It has felt for the first time in my six years living here, covering the Titans, it's felt like the first season in my time here where they've had a legitimate home field advantage, where Nissan Stadium is excited, where Nashville is hype for the Titans. Now, a lot of this is probably due to the fact that nobody could go to these games last year. Maybe they would have had good attendance last year. I don't know the answer to that because the pandemic has kind of taken a a hatchet to these things. But Logan Ryan... At the time, when he got here, they were building up to something. They're building up to what it looks like now. I mean, you'll remember Mike Vrabel publicly advocating for people to come to the games, right? Delaney Walker, when he was here earlier in his career, right when I got here, there was a big conversation because Delaney Walker had said, we can't keep letting opposing fans fill our stadium this way. Delaney Walker was one of the first people that I remember saying about this. And maybe you can be pissed at Logan Ryan because he wanted to come back. I know for a fact he wanted to come back. John Robinson didn't give him a contract offer that he thought was worth his skill set. He did not get signed for quite some time, and he ended up having to move positions to go play for the New York Giants. All of this to say, Logan Ryan's not wrong about the time that he was here, but this is a much different time, a much different time, a different time from when Logan Ryan played at Nissan Stadium, and frankly, a different time from when Delaney Walker played at Nissan Stadium. Listen to Delaney. I think this was on Sirius XM this summer talking about Titans fans and how he think his career would have been received differently had he played in a different market. Delaney, I think the simple answer may be, uh, I just like to play, but uh, I sit back and see a guy that's accomplished all that you have. Kirk mentioned the three Pro Bowlers, three Pro Bowls, 14 years. You played one game in 18. You played seven in 19. You sat out last year. Well, what motivates you to want to play even more games going forward? Uh, just man, I, man, I want to win a Super Bowl. Honestly, I feel like that that helps you and in your status as you retire in this game. And it's sad that that's something that you you gotta have um, to be recognized sometimes. And again, me being in, in Tennessee, I hate to say this, that hurts my value in any type of uh, awards or accolades because I did play in Tennessee. And you can look at some of the greats like Eddie George, uh, Steve McNair, and, and them guys just not being getting them coached yet. And uh, it's because they didn't win a Super Bowl and they played in Tennessee. So I'm try- I look at it, if I can win a Super Bowl, maybe that'll help me and uh, see if we can go from there. You know, I, I find it so interesting, and, I, and I, I love the honesty. In what way will it help you, other than legacy, which I think we all understand? But Delaney, in fairness, you know, outside of the quarterback position, a wide Julio Jones may retire without a Super Bowl. We're not going to look at him any differently. You know what I mean? So, 
so what in what way do you think it helps you why are you so well, motivated by just that well you say julio but he played in atlanta look at atlanta and they fan base look at the the, the type of players that played in atlanta and look where they at and when I say when you play in an organization like Nashville, because it's so small, our fan base is not as great as some of these organizations that are the players that play that day, being great in them organizations, they get them accolades. But when you play in Tennessee, not a lot of, you don't get contact, you don't get primetime games, you don't get a lot of people seeing your games, so you don't get mentioned a lot. So sometimes you don't get brought up in these conversations, but when you have a Super Bowl ring, they bring you up in these conversations. So that's Delaney Walker kind of saying the same kind of stuff as Logan Ryan did. And I know, listen, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to twist the knife at all. And I don't care whether you think Delaney Walker is a hall of famer or not. Delaney Walker feels about his career the way Delaney Walker is allowed to feel about his kind of career. All I'm saying is this is no longer the case. We're in a much different world of Titans football. We're in a much different generation of Titans football. This has been the stated goal by John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, and they've done a pretty good job about it, turning things around, right? This has brought a lot of, this season has brought a lot of the best parts about watching pro football in Nashville out. I've had as much fun covering this season as I have any season because that stadium is packed and the night games are rocking. And when Derrick Henry's out there, they've got a legitimate superstar. And Ryan Tannehill, when he's got A.J. Brown, plays an exceptionally high level of football. And Jeff Simmons is getting after the quarterback with Danico Autry and goal line stops and fourth and one plays on Monday Night Football against Josh Allen. Like, these are much, much different times. And for whatever you think of, however, if this changes your opinion about Logan Ryan or Delaney Walker, you know, you can say that if you want to. I understand if you're uh, if you're kind of if you're kind of bent out of shape about it, that you're not going to take it. You're not going to take it in a good way, right? All I'm saying is I think that Logan Ryan is not off base for what he's saying about the time that he played here, and that the reaction to these, the reaction to his comments, they shouldn't be that strong because he's just stating what we all knew to be so, what we all knew to be so about that time in Titans football, which is it was trying to build up to creating the excitement that they now have. And Nissan Stadium. It's okay. It just means that he didn't get to experience the fun parts of this. But he seemed to have a lot of fun here when he was ending Tom Brady's career as a Patriot with a pick six in the uh, in the wild card round in the 2019 run. He went to an AFC Championship game with the Tennessee Titans. Didn't win Super Bowls like he did in New England, but he's not doing anything of the sort there in New York. So I think that there's a there's a lot of different layers to this, and I don't think that it should be outright you know bleep Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan sucks. He's just being honest about his time here. And uh, and as for Delaney, you know, uh, Delaney gets to feel however he wants to feel about his career, whether he thinks he's a Hall of Famer or you don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think there's anything wrong with these guys being honest other than the fact that, you know, we, we want to get all pissed about it, all bent out of shape about it. Um, I already unfollowed him. So many of us loved him and are very loyal uh, to this team. Need them to win a title. Maybe if Logan tackled better in 2019, we would have one, says Taylor yeah, it's the 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 wrong part about it is that there was no need to bring up Titans fans, right? It's just an unnecessary shot. And that's the real reason why people are pissed off about this. Not, you know, not whether there's any truth to what he's saying, just the fact that he did it in a spot where literally nobody it's it's like the it's like the meme, right? It's like the meme. Literally nobody. Logan Ryan, Titans fans are the worst. Basically, that's how it goes. Uh, Jason Culberth says before we move on, Buck. 
since you're in the media, let me ask you this. What makes a city a big market compared to a small market? Nashville has 1 million in it plus suburbs. Well, okay. I, I don't know the population of New York City offhand, but like Nashville at 1 million is a small market. Um, let me go, let me go through the top 50 markets by uh by media by media share. Um, I'll just Google top 50 media markets right now and we'll go through these uh courtesy of uh, the Nielsen rating. So Nielsen is how like the radio ratings that I get um, are based off Nielsen ratings. And this is 2021. So this is the Out of Home Advertising Association of America, the OAAA. So New York, uh, total homes, 7 million. And I assume this is, uh, I assume this is like the metro area for each city. For New York, seven million uh, four hundred fifty-two thousand. Los Angeles, five million seven hundred thirty-five thousand. Chicago, three million. Uh, Philadelphia. So the numbers are much higher than this, like in terms of total people reached. I think this is just um, focusing on a centralized area. Nashville is the twenty-ninth biggest media market in the country. It's behind Baltimore, San Diego, Pittsburgh, and Indianapolis. By population, it's ahead of Salt Lake City, San Antonio, Hartford, and New Haven, which are combined into one media market, Columbus and Kansas City. Now, the difference between Kansas City is Kansas City has the best quarterback in the sport, arguably, um, with Patrick Mahomes. But you, 29th is where Nashville is. Um, and if you can, uh, if you can, you know, O AAA 2021. Uh, Nielsen DMA rankings, that is, that's where you can go to look at like the different market sizes, right? Cause the top five, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Philly, Dallas, like we all knew that was going to be the case. Those are massive, massive metropolitan areas. And, and Nashville is still growing. Nashville is eventually going to head up, uh, move further up in this. The population is growing rapidly every day. And maybe in the next 10 years, we can be considered a top 20 market right now we're top 30 right we're top 29 at this point there's a lot of uh you know as far as nfl goes anytime you think about that just you know think about where where nashville is and the fact that it is uh, there's a lot of small markets out there right there's you know the big markets there's only like five really really big markets and then the rest are just kind of middle of the pack before you get down to the smaller ones like nashville like baltimore um like indianapolis <laughs> chris johnson says we got a what about we got a Whataburger now, Buck. Well, I've never had Whataburger, but if that's the sign of a big city, uh, I will, <laughs> I will, uh, I will have to, uh, I will have to say that there's a lot more work to do. So the uh, the uh, M Hessen says because New York has like eight million population, it also makes sense that there's just going to be more football fans to go to games. Is another reason why they fill the stadium more often, even when they suck. Yeah, when the Jets were winless and they beat the Titans, there was still a lot of Jets fans at the stadium. I was shocked, shocked by how many Jets fans there were tailgating outside of MetLife when I was uh, pulling up in my Uber to go to watch that Titans and Jets game. Um, so they're there. They're just uh, they're just chilling. Um, all right, let's move on and let's talk about this coach of the year conversation because speaking of things that have Titans fans bent out of shape, Good Morning Football did a little bit on uh, on why um, <laughs> on why Frank Reich should be the coach of the year. And I think at this point that Titans fans may push back on that slightly. So uh, what I want to ask you guys in the comments section, who should be the favorite for NFL coach of the year, according to you 
on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs, commercially, residentially. Brymac has you covered. If you need improved air quality, they do duct work too. Three locations in Tennessee and in Kentucky, courtesy of Brymac Mechanical. They'll send a technician out to your home if you're having issues. They'll send a technician to your business as soon as you need them to because they're focused on your customer service first and foremost. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. So, um, who should be the coach of the year? This was a conversation that was being had on Good Morning Football this week, and I thought it was pretty interesting. So why don't we go to Kyle Brandt and those guys? I love it, Peter. It's fun to talk about Vrabel. It's fun to talk about the Titans because they've just kind of been off to the side for a couple of months, and yet there they are and where they are supposed to be. And yet, Peter, I'm going to go thumbs down, and incredibly, I'm going I'm to endorse a coach in the same division. I look at what Frank Reich is doing right now and take it any way you want. Frank Reich started this season by losing his brand new quarterback in training camp as well as Quentin Nelson and was one and four right the season off. Well, not anymore. They're nine and six. And Peter, personally, I think this year's coach of the year should be weighted to the back half of the year because that is when COVID has started to take its greatest effect on rosters. And we have to see what some of these coaches are made of. Um, I watched Frank Reich go out without Quentin Nelson, without Darius Leonard, against the Cardinals and beat them. He is dealing with several notable unvaccinated players who are subject to missing a lot of time. And he's serious, just winning game after game after game. I like Frank Reich this year for the Red Hot Colts. So that's Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football talking about why he thinks that it should be Frank Reich as opposed to Mike Vrabel for the coach of the year. Now, uh, the latest odds on coach of the year right now in your DraftKings Sportsbook app at this point, you have, uh, you have well, this is, uh, this is pretty interesting. Now, maybe they've moved. This is from two days ago, this article that I'm looking at. But it's Bill Belichick plus 135. Matt LaFleur, plus 300. Cliff Kingsbury, plus 1,600. Frank Reich, plus 2,000. Mike Vrabel, plus 2,000. So Vrabel and Reich have the same odds for Coach of the Year right now. Now, with what lies ahead, I think that there's uh, there's great value. I mean, there's I think there's fantastic value if you're betting on this stuff with Mike Vrabel at plus 2,000. But I do think that, you know, the excuse or the the adversity that Frank Reich is facing when Kyle Brandt brings up several notable unvaccinated players, should him having to overcome the fact that Darius Leonard and Carson Wentz are unvaccinated, should that be considered legitimate adversity, especially when the COVID protocols have been cleared to where these guys can play. Now I know Darius Leonard didn't play against the Arizona Cardinals. I know that Quentin Nelson also a couple of their starting offensive linemen did not play against the Arizona Cardinals. The coach of the year, I don't think that Frank Reich's a bad candidate. I just think that when you look at uh uh I just think that when you look at what Mike Vrabel has had to overcome as far as a historic amount of players that have been injured for his football team and the fact that they're still double digit wins, they're about to win their second consecutive divisional uh title for the first time in two years. MB says several like who, as far as the offensive linemen are concerned. Well, uh, Quentin Nelson didn't play. The other starting guard, Mark Glowinski, I think is how you pronounce 
his last name. He didn't play. Um, Carson Wentz is going to be able to play against the Raiders, theoretically, as long as he uh, clears the protocol. He is unvaccinated, though, um, but they can clear him Sunday before the game. Darius Leonard, not vaccinated, so he did miss that game against the Cardinals. There was a handful of uh, Colts players. In fact, uh, I just had the full list in front of me as far as guys who did miss for the Indianapolis Colts last week. Uh, Let's see. No Darius Leonard. So this is against... This is against the Cardinals. They did not have Darius Leonard starting safety, Kari Willis. No Kamoko Toure, an uh, outside linebacker. No Quentin Nelson starting center, Ryan Kelly did not play. Zach Paschal, the wide receiver, starting corner, Rocky Sin. No Jack Doyle. No Andrew Sandejo. No Eric Fisher. So they had one starting offensive lineman for the Colts available against the Cardinals. And listen, they went on the road and they beat a, uh, a Cardinals team. There's a lot of Colts players missing. And, uh, and listen, uh, in one game, that's a big deal. Uh, see if we have to reach for a list that says a lot. Well, no, MB. It just means that I don't know. I don't know the Colts roster in and out the way that I do the Titans. To be honest with you, I don't think that should diminish. I don't think that should diminish anything that Frank Reich's done because it's still impressive to go on the road and win an NFL game with that many backup players. But Mike Vrabel has done that all year long, right? Um, basically, since Week Eight, when Derrick Henry went down and AJ Brown started to miss time and. Julio Jones has been in and out of the lineup and you've been playing with a bunch of scrub wide receivers at various points. Respectfully, they're just, they, they haven't been good enough. Protection hasn't been great. Um, I think that ultimately, I think that you could, it's probably going to be somebody like Matt LaFleur. Like I really do think that Matt LaFleur, if Green Bay continues to win, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be the MVP again. I think Matt LaFleur is probably going to win coach of the year. Um, Bill Belichick probably would have, if they would have been able to win this weekend and, kept their place in the uh, in the postseason as a division winner, but it looks like that's going to get more complicated after the Bills beat them on the road. Um, Potluck Ken on Facebook Live says, not impressed. Give us the same situation and a healthy Derrick Henry, and we could have won. Um, yeah, but with a, the, I think the I think the bigger point is, I think the bigger point is they're doing it without Derrick Henry, which is why Mike Vrabel should be a legit and is a legitimate candidate to win Coach of the Year. Um, Ivory Miller, Ivory Miller says, if anybody but Vrabel wins, I will be disturbed on YouTube. I mean, if anybody but Vrabel wins, I won't be shocked. I just means that again, you know, there's a lot more people who are watching the Green Bay Packers than, or watching the Indianapolis Colts, right? Frank Reich's probably going to get a boost off in-season hard knocks. There's a lot more Frank Reich out there than there is Mike Vrabel out there. There's a lot more Matt LaFleur out there because of the team that he coaches and the quarterback that he coaches. Uh, I saw some comments from Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys coach, and maybe so, um, maybe so. But I think, I think that when you look at like, if you're going to boil it down to three candidates, Lafleur, uh, Belichick probably is going to be in this conversation at the end. So let's let's boil it down to four: Lafleur, Reich, Vrabel, and uh, and Belichick. I would say Le, I would say Reich probably has the weakest resume for coach of the year of any of those guys, but he is going to get a boost because the NFL keeps pumping the fact that his team is on in-season hard knocks. Speaking of which, is anybody watching that? Because I want to talk about this uh, in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. The question that I want to ask you is, which have you seen more of? Which have you seen more of? Uh <laughs> Well, and Wrath of the Titans says, so because of the media exposure, Reich is in the conversation? That's ridiculous. Well, no. I mean, it's just so. Listen, for as much as you guys hate media, and I know most of you hate media, 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why everybody seems to hate media nowadays. I don't think we're that bad, but you know, whatever you're entitled to your opinion. Um, the power of the media is that we have the, we have the ability to dictate the conversation, right? I'm, and, and not to, you know, not to make this, uh, not to make this self-involved, but like I'm, I'm media, right? And I set the terms for the show topics of what we're going to discuss tonight. And we're going to talk about how fired up, how pissed off Titans fans are about Logan Ryan, because I said that's what's on the docket tonight. We're going to talk about Frank Reich for coach of the year, because I said that's what on what's on the docket tonight. And I'm doing this, you know, A to Z Sports is growing. A to Z Sports is going to be a fantastic, is a fantastic company, is going to grow into an even bigger one. But I'm not doing it on NFL Network. I'm not doing it on ESPN. I'm doing it here locally on the biggest radio station in town, on The Zone, and I'm doing it here on the biggest digital platform in town, on ADZ Sports. But, uh, yeah, I uh, media dictates the conversation. So, you know, we we get to that. You know, for as much as you guys hate us, we get to, we get to pick where the conversation goes. And that's, that's, you know, our responsibility. It's a big responsibility. And you have to be careful with that responsibility because it has been mishandled by plenty of people in the media before. I'm sure that at certain points I have not been uh, uh, as responsible as I should be with the platforms that I have, right? Because this is the A to Z sports thing. It's a very powerful machine and the zone frequency is the biggest and baddest in the Southeast, you know, outside of a, a, of a city like Atlanta, right? Like the zone is one of the biggest radio stations in the country. Um, William Young says 90% of the media is liberal. I mean, who cares? What does it, what does it matter? Uh, liberal or conservative? I don't, I don't care. Uh, and frankly, like, you know, how do you know that William, where are you, you're just pulling that number out of your ass. Like you, you don't know 90%. If not, I would shock you how many media members are actually conservative as opposed to liberal. And how many of us just don't care about liberal or conservative? Like myself, I don't care about liberal. I don't care about conservative. I just care which side is less dumb. And you know, a lot of times it's both sides being really, really dumb, really, really dumb. Uh, uh, which, which, which side is making quality of life better for the people who it's supposed to be governing and which side is doing it less stupidly. And oftentimes that is not an easy distinction to make between right or left. So I don't care about liberal or conservative. All right, let's move on and let's knock out this last topic. Let's talk about which are you watching more of? What are you watching more of, the Colts in-season hard knocks or man in the arena? Because I think that's a pretty pretty interesting conversation. I don't know anybody that's watching either of them, so I'm curious to see if any of you guys are, and maybe I'm just missing out. Let me know in the comments section. What have you seen more, uh, more episodes of, man in the arena with Tom Brady or hard knocks in-season with the Indianapolis Colts? We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. We'll talk about it together uh, on A to Z Sports Prime Time right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Listen, listen, the Kicks for Kids shoe drive that the Ashton team is doing in conjunction with Kevin Byard going on at Nissan Stadium this Sunday. If you're coming to the game, please, please, please uh, consider bringing a pair of new or lightly used tennis shoes for kids in foster care. Uh, it's a great cause that Kevin Byard and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage are partnering to provide. If you are not able to provide shoes, you can go to Gary.Ashton on Instagram. There's a QR code for you to donate. If you donate $10 or more, you get automatically entered to win a Kevin Byard signed football. 
So if you don't have shoes on hand that you want to donate or are able to donate, if you got a 10 spot, you can win a signed football out of this and do some good for uh, some kids in need. So it's the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Gary Ashton Tailgate's going to be live at Nissan Stadium before the Dolphins and Titans game right in front of the South End Zone. You can't miss the Gary Ashton trailer, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and Eva A to Z Sports Prime Time is Gary Ashton at GaryAshton.com. So, which are you watching more of? Let me know. Man in the arena by far, says Jay Odell. Uh, I won't watch an AFC South rival. Tom Brady is a legend. So, I'm asking this question because I work in this industry, right? And I have seen almost zero conversation other than NFL Network pushing pushing HBO in-season hard knocks and ESPN pushing this man in the arena thing. I'm shocked that they're doing this in the middle of a football season because this seems like, like there's already so much football to consume. You're cannibalizing yourself if you're trying to take more eyeballs away from the actual football. Now, you're not going to take more eyeballs away from the actual football. We're going to watch that. But you're not doing, like the in-season hard knocks thing maybe sounds good if you're a Colts fan, but who else cares about that but Colts fans? I have no burning desire to to watch what's happening with Carson Wentz and, uh, and Jonathan Taylor and DeForest Buckner. Like, respectfully, those dudes are fun and interesting players, but, you know, I don't need to know what's happening behind the scenes with them. I just need to know whether they're going to beat the uh, Vegas Raiders on Sunday and how that's going to affect the Titans race for the AFC South. And then there's the Tom Brady thing, which, you know, I think it's like nine parts. If I understood correctly, it's a lot. I mean, Tom Brady is historically tremendous, but like, it's like the last dance. The last dance was a necessary evil because there was no sports. We were all in the middle of the COVID shutdown. Thank God we had the last dance because we got a bunch of Sunday night shows out of it when there were no sports to talk about on the primetime show. And with all that said, you know, I still thought it was, I just, I felt like it was a commercial for Jordan brand, for Nike and for Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan got to dictate how the story was told. I thought that was so much, I thought it was a way worse product than like HBO did a Tiger Woods two-part documentary that was way better than the Michael Jordan one and had zero Tiger Woods involvement in it. Like he didn't even sit to be interviewed for it. Um, the last dance was awesome, says Casey James. I mean, you know, I don't really, I, I just, I don't, I didn't think so. I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. I thought it was great to have it when we had it because it allowed us to have conversation around sports when there were no sports. But other than that, like, I just, I don't care about that kind of stuff. Um, man in the arena or in season hard knocks. I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched either of them. Um, MB says, I'm sorry, Brady, Brady may be a good, a good quarterback, but he's extremely boring. And MB with the best comment of the night. Because this is like, I've had this conversation about Gronk before, right? We make Gronk out to be way more interesting than Gronk actually is. And Gronk's great. He has fun. He's a big puppy dog. He's a big puppy dog that happens to be a 6'6", you know, hulking Frankenstein monster of a tight end, like a polar bear running routes running through your secondary for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like Gronk is great, but it, I mean, he's not that interesting, right? Tom Brady is great. Tom Brady is the greatest. There's no question, but he's not that interesting, right? He's just not that interesting. So I think that we inflate how much, how much we want to know about these people because they're legendary, right? Iconic, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, 
Tiger Woods. Uh, you know, the, the Colts, the Colts situation isn't really uh, legendary, but you know, there is some intrigue to it. The more that I look at this and say, yeah, you can love all of the greatness and the winning of Tom Brady and not, and you know, think he's not that interesting of a guy off the field because he's not. And that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, Joe Michael Swing says he'll go see American Underdog, the Kurt Warner movie. Um, I know that's going to be hard for a lot of Titans fans to watch, given that that ends with the uh, uh, Miracle Man. Uh, um, oh, I'm blanking. Kevin Dyson, you know, just a yard short of a touchdown to get that game, to get the Titans back into that game. Um, for uh, for the in-season hard knocks, Quentin Lane says he's watching more of the hard knocks. I just, I see so few people. I see so few people um, talking about either of those things. I just can't imagine that the audiences are that big for it. But whatever. Uh, William Young says, Buck, I work in the media as well. If you can't see the bias, then you might be overlooking the obvious. You know, there are places, William, that have bias in media. I don't care to argue about it. I We all have bias, right? It would be it, overlooking, overlooking bias in media. William, I'm sure you have biases. Whether you want to acknowledge them or not, I'm sure your coworkers have biases. I have biases, right? We all inherently have bias. Um, it's what you do to combat your bias and try to keep an open mind about things that I think is, uh, I think is, you know, the difference between people who do good work in media, people who do slanted work in media. And by the way, there's an audience for slanted work in media. Uh, MSNBC knows who their audience is. Fox News knows who their audience is. They're not interested in appealing to the other side. They're playing to a certain constituency. And that works, right? That's a winning formula. Fox and MSNBC and other news networks that put slants on things outside of the major news networks, um, you know, you understand what you're signing up for when you turn on their coverage of an individual topic. You understand understand what side you're going to get. And that's all well and good. But you have to acknowledge, William, that if there's media bias, because there's an audience for media bias, and that the media is just capitulating to what the audience wants. It's the nature of the business. All right, let's wrap things up. Uh, Stephen King says, may I say, Buck, look fresh as F tonight. Yeah, I think my haircut looks pretty good. Uh, shout out my barber, Demarcus Drumright. He does a great job. I'm going to go see him this weekend before the Dolphins play the Titans. I'm, listen, hey, if you're going to Music City Bowl, before I forget, if you're going to the Music City Bowl uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be there. I'm doing my radio show live at Nissan Stadium. You can come tailgate with us. Austin Stanley is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Ron Slay from 3HL. Uh, we're all going to hang out from 10 to 1230 before that game starts. And then we're all going to, you know, well, if you drink, you are more than welcome to partake. But I know Slay and myself are going to rip some shots before we go into that game. We're going to have a big time. I've never been to a Tennessee football game before. I'm really excited about it. So if you're at Nissan Stadium, we'd love to see you. We're going to be right in front of the pro shop on the east side of Nissan Stadium. We love uh, we love to see you guys when you're able to come out. If you guys want to hang out and tailgate with us, we're going to be doing the show for two and a half hours before we all go in together. So I hope that you guys will spend some time with us before uh, while we spend time talking about the game. Casey James says, Buck never misses an opportunity to talk about himself. Um, you know, that's fair, Casey, because uh, I, uh, yeah, I like me. I'm a big fan of me. But uh, Casey, I see you in here enough, I think. Thank you. Uh, you like what we do too, even if I can be a little self-involved and that's okay. That's what makes me me. I'll see you guys tomorrow night on A to Z sports prime time or tomorrow. If you're going to come to Nissan stadium 
and hang out as we do the radio show live.